All right. Welcome back to another episode of The World According to Us. This is your host, your man, Steve Jabba. And I'm joined once again by my sister, Jennifer. And today's topic, first, I want to apologize for the long layoff in between episodes. But we're back better than ever. And uh, today's episode, I'm sure a lot of people are already buzzing and talking about. It's going to be about current events with regards to the Jewish community and all of the backlash that both Kanye, Kyrie, and now Dave Chappelle are receiving uh, with regards to sentiments felt about certain comments or statements that they've made. Uh, without further ado, uh, Jennifer, welcome back to the, the podcast. So I want to talk about, let's, let's break this down into segments. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Well, tell me first, what, what are you, uh, up to date on as far as, uh, current events with regards to these, these three, uh, celebrities and athletes? Maybe it's me. Uh, your volume seems a little bit low. You are you able to turn the, the volume up? Sure. Is that better? Yeah, that's a little bit better. All right. So I would say it's been over a week now, a little more than a week since this uh, whole scandal unfolded. But basically, um, as I see it, uh, Kyrie Irving. You know, superstar NBA basketball player uh, on the Brooklyn Nets, uh, former NBA champ with LeBron James, said he was uh, doing a, a search on the meaning of his name, Kyrie, and that during his search online, uh, it came up that his name translates to Yahweh. Right. And so from Yahweh, which obviously means it's a name for God, he uh, enter that name to see if there was anything else that would come up with it on Amazon. And this documentary uh, called Hebrews to Negroes came up. And so he said he clicked on the, the link and he watched the documentary. Now, the next thing he did after that apparently was to share the link on his Twitter feed uh, without any caption behind it, without any promotion or any words behind it just tweeting the link to this documentary that he'd watched and from that somebody in the anti-defamation league must have seen the link shared because obviously he has a large following of uh, followers on social media and felt that well if he's uh, sharing this link to this this documentary it's somehow going to be an attack against the Jewish community at large. And therefore, he started to 
ask questions to provoke a conversation that would cast Kyrie as quote unquote a villain or anti-Semitic. So after one of the basketball games, this reporter, I think his name is Friedrich or Friedrich or something like that. I'd have to look look it up again. But he basically started to ask these uh, entrapping questions and trying to provoke Kyrie to say that somehow he was uh, promoting this documentary. Now, it's interesting to note that this documentary has been out for at least four years. And it's based on a book that was also written four years ago. Author of this book is uh, Ron Dalton Jr. And I went back and I was looking through YouTube and finding the the videos four years ago. It's amazing to see over this time period, just now, the awakening of, of the consciousness of it coming into the, the minds of uh, people at large, simply because a celebrity athlete decided to share the link to it. I was just initially um, offended the fact that they were so much into his, uh, you know, private business, what he does on his own free time on any internet um, platform is his own business. Even if he does have his fans that he would like to see, well, hey, this was interesting to me. Maybe you'd be interested too. I have no idea why that would be in any way offensive. Well, the problem is, see, he didn't say anything other than sharing the link. You see, he didn't even say, hey, this is something you should check out. He just shared the link. So without any context to it, this guy is jumping to the assumption that he obviously is promoting this documentary on his social media to his followers. And because of the reach, because he knows the power of celebrity, people will tend to follow or listen to what celebrities say, whether they verbalize it or simply share a link. That's that somehow equates to him promoting a film that is attacking the Jewish community. That's basically the crux of what I got from it. And the more this this continued to poke and prod at Kyrie, he was getting agitated because he could see how he was trying to make this into uh, a story to try to uh, label him as anti-Semitic. Now, when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, the issue is. Is there anything in here that they can say is not factual with regards to what uh, the the documentary was uh, uh, stating? I started to watch this with Anthony um, the same week that the controversy uh, broke out. And now this this documentary is three hours long and apparently it's a part of a a series. And each series, uh, uh, I mean, or each part of the series, I have to assume is going to be at least three hours long. So it's a lot of information to digest. Now, what I was wondering was, how did this reporter go from saying, not listing any non-specifics initially, but just pointing the finger at Kyrie and saying, uh, do you support this anti-Semitic film that's full of all of this misinformation and uh, and uh, things that are personally offensive to the Jewish community? And Kyrie was trying to explain to him that he did not uh, promote the film and he wanted him to stop saying that he promoted it. But this guy would not stop saying that this is promotion. See, like when, you, when you're when uh, you an actor or an actress, uh, when they do a film, 
they actually have to actively as part of their contract go out and promote the film meaning they go on talk shows and talk about it or they'll go to um film festivals or, or premieres to show up so that people will see it and then they want to go see the film now Kyrie Irving didn't create this documentary he didn't write it he didn't star in it he simply watched it and shared the link to it which is available on Amazon's you know public platform so if this guy was so concerned what I was wondering was why did he not immediately say um where did you see this this documentary Kyrie and and what platform was that and then turn his energy towards that platform if it was so offensive it was almost like and I can't even say almost like it was exactly like him going after Kyrie as if Kyrie was the one who made the documentary and that he Kyrie was personally responsible or liable for anything that might be uh, construed as anti-Semitic. And then that becomes the issue where we have to ask the question, what is Semitic? You see, mm-hmm. this whole thing revolves around identity and, and what a group of people identifies as and who is being told what their history is. Exactly true. Um, as far as I can tell from the media's point of view, they felt that it was almost as if it were the same as if he was promoting it just by his own fame alone. And the fact that he may have loyal followers who might go along with, you know, whatever suggested views may be on that documentary. That's the way the media has been portraying it. And as mm. if he's a supporter and a perpetrator and a promoter of it in that regard, because he knows all I have to do is send it out to my followers and there you go. But that's not my, my issue. My issue is if in fact that he did I don't understand why that's so egregious and I don't understand I find what what really is egregious is the reaction and how they're trying to make him the whipping boy of whatever issues they have with that documentary and just as you said instead of taking it up with the creator of the documentary and Amazon as opposed to just coming after him it's like oh we can't possibly reach the creator we can't possibly harm Amazon so we'll just take advantage of you who were uh, free-willed enough to go ahead and pass along something that you found interesting, mm-hmm. which I think is ridiculous. And I, I think it should be halted. I don't even understand how this is even able to happen and how they've been able to take it this far. I have not been paying close attention to it, but just in snippets here and there. And I'm like, what the heck? This thing let's, is getting bigger and bigger. Well, let's dovetail that with the fact that prior to uh, Kyrie and this uh, scandal being linked to him. You had uh, comments from Kanye West about his deal with Adidas and the fact that they were saying he was being anti-Semitic by mentioning the fact that there is a heavily dominant uh, entertainment music industry uh, run by Jewish people and how he has a Jewish lawyer, a Jewish doctor, Jewish uh, whatever else. And by him stating that, that that was anti-Semitic or that um, uh, somehow he was espousing violence or harm to come to the Jewish community by pointing that out. So all of a sudden uh, they said there was something about him making a statement with Adidas would not drop him because the deal that he has with them was worth uh, several billion dollars or at least a couple billion. So they, Adidas decided to take him up on that because obviously they are a Jewish run or an owned company and they decided that they're going to make an example out of Kanye 
and uh, canceled the deal that they had with him. So once that happened, everybody's looking at like, you know, Kanye's controversial. You know, he makes a lot of statements that are offensive and can be polarizing. So knowing that, it was very easy to make him the villain for going against what they would say probably the hand that feeds him, right? Oh, my. When they did that, he's still a very wealthy man. So he, by no means, is going to be homeless or destitute or, or have a hard time to pay his bills. He just won't have as lucrative a deal with them as he once had. And that's their right to decide to cancel their business relationship. That's their business, right? Yes. The problem is we're getting to this point of where America is no longer America, where you don't have the freedom of speech and that anybody who says anything that is critical is all of a sudden anti whatever the subject or the topic is. If you if you criticize a certain segment of the community for things that they do, all of a sudden you're attacking them. All of a sudden it's hate speech and you're basically being censored with overly sensitive or hypersensitive uh, people who are looking for a way to deflect or to shut the mouths of people from pointing out the problems that they are dealing with or exploitation that is occurring. There you go. Now, now, when we go back to Kyrie on this, Kyrie was an easier target because he is not as uh, wealthy as Kanye, or maybe they felt like he's he's under the control of the league more than Kanye is. Kanye's a free agent. He can be his own boss, do his own thing. Not to say that Kyrie can't, but Kyrie works and earns his, mo- his money, the lion's share of it, from the NBA. And we know who the lion's share of the owners are of the NBA. It ain't black people, right? AKA God's chosen people. So when you have this dynamic and somebody, I want to address the elephant in the room, somebody like Charles Barkley, or as I would like to call him, King Coon. Oh uh, when you have somebody like him run to the forefront and because initially nobody, there were not going to be any penalties levied against Ky- uh, Kyrie simply for sharing the link because he did nothing wrong by sharing the link. You understand? That's, People that's, can choose to consume information or not and make their own minds up. But the fact of the matter is Kuhn, King Kuhn, uh Charles Barkley decided to say, well, first of all, um, I think the NBA dropped the ball here, that they should have suspended him. By him not being suspended, that uh, it's a problem because, first of all, the uh, league commissioner, Adam Silver, is Jewish. And then he goes oh, the classic coon route of pocket-watching a fellow athlete. You're a former athlete, pro-athlete yourself. You're going to pocket-watch him and talk about how much money Kyrie's making and that you can't take uh, the money that he's being paid and insult uh, the person's religion. Where oh. Kyrie did no such thing. He did not insert, uh, insult anybody's religion. And he's earning his money. You know what I'm saying? So there's no... Why that even came up shows you the level of master boot licking and, and, and suckable ass sucking that uh, Charles Barkley was doing to even put that out there. Because the moment he said that on that TNT platform, all of a sudden, the Jewish leadership and these executives came to, I'm sure, Adam Silver, because now the mainstream media news outlets are carrying. So you see, they couldn't say that themselves. 
without being viewed a certain way as you're just piling on or you're trying to attack this black man where you have no no leg to stand on. But if you allow somebody who's supposedly from his community to say your talking points, now it's not you, oh, it's a white guy that's jumping on a black guy trying to say he can't say or, or promote or do whatever they're saying he did. You see? Then we can say, see the punishment? He's saying that you should be punished, so we have to punish you. That's what happened. Then, then Shaq, another gorilla coon who came oh. over there on top of it and decided to say oh that Kyrie was an idiot and that they were being called to answer for what Kyrie did as an idiot and how he's an entertainer and he's, you know, certain percentage of what he does is to make people laugh, certain percentages to inspire people, certain percentages to entertain. And I said to myself, wow, they're literally telling you they are big old high paid puppets and figureheads put in front of us to act as pseudo leaders in the black community. And therefore, when they speak, people are supposed to take what they say as if they are speaking for all of us, as if we're a monolith. Not you see? Not and so the problem comes now where once they decided to run with those talking points, both Barkley and Shaq called Kyrie an idiot and said that he was wrong and that, you know, um, they couldn't believe that he did that. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where is this coming from? Like, um, how many of you have actually even watched this documentary? It seems like there was no due diligence done first. People just jumped on talking points and ran with it. And everybody else in the media, they amplified that. And people just took that narrative and said, well, this must be what it is. But in them doing so, all they did was stoke people's interest to find out what is it that they're saying is in this film that is so anti-Semitic and so offensive that simply tweeting the link to it would should bring out this this reaction. Unbelievable. No, now, you exactly called it. Well, the, here, here's here's the other thing. Once they call him back to now uh, apologize for sharing this link, and Kyrie had said first that he would not stand down on anything that he believes in and that he's doing right. He's not going to back down from that. They wanted him and enforced him to have another uh, press conference where this same douchebag reporter Friedlich came up and again was asking the question of well do you apologize for promoting an anti-Semitic film and and do you harbor uh, anti-Semitic views and Kyrie said listen I, I respect and uh, appreciate all cultures all walks of life all religions he don't have uh, any ill will towards anybody he didn't in, intend any harm to anybody um he shared the link. He said he explained how he even came across the, the 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 movie, the documentary, and so he doesn't understand where this is coming from. But only not only that, he had this exchange prior to this interview and in the initial interview, back and forth, where he said he could see that this reporter was trying to stoke tensions to create this buzz where he could be famous again for a few, for a few minutes or whatever it was, which is exactly what has happened since this this whole situation transpired. Now people are going to know the name of this reporter who started these the the whole thing off with these questions, trying to create this this uh, controversy. And now that it's gotten to the point where we're saying, okay, Kyrie capitulated ultimately. He apologized on his Instagram page for sharing the link. He deleted the link from his Twitter. They said, and I told a, a friend of mine who's happens to be Jewish. I said, you know what? 
even though he apologized, I said, I, I see that there was nothing that he did wrong, but if you're saying that he has to apologize, he's apologized, but that still won't be enough. I said that way before all of these demands they decided to throw on that he must do. They said he suspended a, indefinitely, but not for not less than five games, right? Yeah. If, if we go by what uh, Charles Barkley decided to pocket watch and say, he's making $40 million a year. We would have to take $40 million and divide that by 82 games. Right? So, once you break that down, then you can see how much money is he supposed to be losing per game. In addition to them saying that he needed to go ahead and uh, donate half a million dollars to... Gosh. The Anti-Defamation League, which is obviously a Jewish-run organization that uh, gets out there and anything that they feel is an attack on the Jewish community, they're going to be the spokespeople uh, for that, kind of like how the NAACP is supposed to be for the black community, right? Except they're quite more powerful and they actually get stuff done. And if something happens and somebody's offended, you give them this money and then they go back to their community and, and make it so that people will say, Oh, it's all good. You know, they 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 did not that bad. You know, uh, they they made a mistake and move on. Now, Kyrie donates this five hundred thousand, and then the Nets organization is supposed to match with an additional five hundred thousand. But because he does not apologize in the form that they want him to in that second interview, they say they're going to reject it and that he's not sorry for what he did. Wow. Right? So you're like, wait a minute. You're telling him he, first of all, has to give half a million dollars of his own hard-earned money on top of being suspended and not being paid while he's out. But because he has not begged and groveled and pleaded and condemned the film, now all of a sudden, you're going to reject that money. You want to go more. You want a pound of flesh, right? (laughs) To go along with this apology. And we have to look and say in context, where have we seen this before with any other celebrity or, or personality uh, having all these type of demands done to them if they did anything that they considered offensive towards the gay, I mean, sort of the Jewish community, right? So when you look at, let's say, Whoopi Goldberg, she made a mistake when they were talking about the Holocaust and what it was about, and she's supposedly Jewish, and they made an example out of her, didn't they? They uh, suspended her from the show for two weeks, right? And she had to make an apology, and it was like uh, a big to-do. And she yeah. learned her lesson who she can and cannot uh, oh. talk about or be misinformed about what she's saying, right? That that was the whole thing. It was like she didn't know what she was saying when she said what she said, but nonetheless, she suspended for two weeks from the show, and they had to, you know, run her through the ringer. Nick Cannon got to talking on his his show at one point with Professor Griff. I remember this was like a couple years ago, and he ended up on an apology tour where they snatched his show. Oh right? my! The Wild and Out show. They snatched his show from him. Oh my goodness! He's the creator of all of that, but somehow he doesn't have ownership of it. You see, and this is the problem with our community when we don't have ownership of stuff. And we're making all the money and they're making the money off of our talents. They can dictate to you and put you over, a, you know, over a barrel and, and you know, enforce all these uh, terms and conditions they want to do to you in order for you things to be smoothed over with them. 
Now, when it comes to Kyrie, the NBA does not have a collective bargaining agreement that governs their personal use of their social media. So the punishment that they levied and then they said, uh, in order for you to come back, you must meet with Jewish leaders. You must take remedial courses or some some shit like that about uh, uh, no. what it is to be Jewish. Absolutely no. Meet with meet with rabbis. Meet with the the anti defamation league. Go back to the owner. Meet with him and demonstrate to him that you have an understanding of what, what you did wrong and what and and how harmful it was, and to condemn the the film on top of that before he'll be allowed to return to the the Nets team to play basketball. No, 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 no. That's totally unfair. It should be illegal. You brought it up the um the point back um a while ago with regards to the black people who are actually generating this money need to go ahead and flip the script and actually be doing it for themselves. If necessary, they should even have their own sports leagues broadwide and now how you like me now. You go ahead. You want things done your way, but I'm going to start my own thing and good luck to you and let's see how successful you are without me. Because so, check this out. Kyrie Irving is losing almost half a million dollars a game. I it. $487,804.87 a game. So let's let's take this and multiply that by five games so far. That's around 20, 21. He's, he's losing 2.439 uh zero twenty four dollars. $2,439,024.39. Unbelievable. And it's gonna go up because they didn't let him play uh on Monday yesterday. So that was against the Lakers. So that five game suspension has been served. Now we're gonna look at historically, um if you remember well I don't know if you remember this or not, but do you ever did you ever hear of something called the Willie Lynch letters? Not at all. No. Well, the Willie Lynch letters apparently was a manual or blueprint written by a racist who I'm gonna put, let me pull this up. Who basically wrote to other slave owners how they were to buck break their their slaves. Oh. So in these letters, this guy Lynch explains the process of lynching. Uh, black slaves by taking the biggest, the strongest, the most feared, the most rebellious, quote unquote rebellious slave um, on the plantation. Yes. Bring him out in front of all the other slaves, line the other slaves up, and you whip him. Oh my gosh. To within an inch of his life. Lord have mercy. After that, you are to tar him and feather him. Come on. Then you're supposed to tie one of his legs to <gasps> a horse. Wait, no. Tie the other leg to another horse. No, no, no. Set him on fire <gasps> and then slap both horses. Oh, my And God. let them run in opposite directions and tear his body apart in front of all these other slaves. The evil is beyond. It's yes, way now, the psychological warfare as well as the physical trauma and destruction of that human being is to psychologically break the will of any of the slaves and especially the female slaves to do a couple of things 
the first thing would be to cause uh, the female slaves to never look to any of the male slaves, no matter how big or strong they were, for protection from the slave master. Mm-mm-mm. The next thing would be in the minds of other slaves, they would never raise or think to run away from the slave master or to have any sort of uh, uh, ideas that they were, you know, overturn or, or you know, have a, a, a uprising. In addition, it was much like how he likened it to breaking in a, a wild horse or the female horse. If you break the female horse in, she will in turn be uh, breaking her offspring and so that the owner doesn't have to break them in because she will tame them for him because she's been tamed by the, 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 the owner. So the same thing applies to the slaves. Whereas the female slaves, seeing what had happened to this male slave, the, the biggest among them, would then in turn emasculate her male slave uh, children yes. so that they would never challenge the slave master for fear of that happening to him or them. And this is the mindset that they're doing now basically with Kyrie Irving in front of everybody. You're lining up all the, the fellow high-paid slaves, the athletes, to show them what you're going to do to this slave who is uh, rebellious and you're going to make an example of him in front of all of them so that there's no solidarity so nobody would stand with him and what you're starting to see is that it started to backfire because unlike in the previous days the the generations today we don't have necessarily all of that fear and uh, cowardice required to be broken in in that fashion a lot of us don't have that freedom because we work for people so we have to be careful what we say Um, but that said when you look at the fact that these people, you say, well, how much money is enough? If you guys recognize information truly as being, or knowledge truly as being power, you guys have the talent. You have all the talent and you're high paid enough that you could start your own league. You don't need to be uh, staying in a situation where you are you're being controlled to that point exactly. where you don't have the freedom to stay or think or yeah. do anything that you want to do. That it has to be at the behest of somebody else above no. you. No, no, exactly. Take that power from them. Exactly. And that's what I expected out of... For the life of me, I still couldn't get it with regards to uh, Kanye. Yay, whatever. Why wouldn't you, like, say, you know what? As soon as you guys come at me like this, you don't think that I could do what I could do with my 30 million followers? Bet. Let's see if you're right. Let's let's go ahead and play this out. You take me away out of your, your whatever and let, and I didn't even understand why he didn't just do it on his own I think everything Jennifer has happened in the way it's happening for a reason a specific reason and I think that part of it is he needed to be humbled in a certain regard but aside from that the learning from this reaction it's bigger than just the, uh, what he said just seeing the fact that let's let's not lose sight of the, the central focus here of this whole thing being called anti-Semitism. Now, all of a sudden, I think within that last week, the Anti-Defamation League came up with their new standard or definition of what anti-Semitism is. Not if we're going by a dictionary definition of anti-Semitism. They're making their own definition. And they're saying it's anything that basically they perceive to be harmful or could cause harm to the Jewish community. That's anti-Semitic. And I remember watching this clip. It was an old clip of Malcolm X back in the day 
where he is being interviewed and during this interview this guy says to him that uh he believes he's uh he's anti-semitic and he goes no what i believe is that in this country the jewish person the jewish man has made the mistake of always putting himself as the perpetual victim and he says and so that whenever anybody has an objective analysis or criticism of uh, the Jewish community or, or what they are doing in a situation they defend themselves by deflecting and calling the person who is bringing the criticism anti-Semitic. He goes for example if the black man is saying that he's being exploited in his community by the white man and you say that all of the stores in his community are owned by white men um, and then he's being more descriptive in that is it a coincidence that the, the, the white uh, store owner happens to be Jewish is it really anti-Semitism for him to say he's being exploited by a Jewish white store owner or is it that he's being more descriptive of who it is that is taking advantage of him you see and and this narrative and that 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 analysis that Malcolm X gave you can see how it applies today that it's the exact same scenario Whenever there's a criticism of, of the Jewish community, by and large, they automatically are the, the world's perpetual victim. Nobody else's suffering matters. Nobody else's atrocities or Holocaust matters. It's only about we must be reminded of what happened to them and how hypersensitive we must be. And I'm not saying we should not be sensitive to what happened to them in their Holocaust. That did happen. But we have a Holocaust, too. And it's always get over it slavery wasn't that bad it's not this it's not that which goes to then the heart of the question of who is who you see Kyrie by him doing what he did and by him answering in the interview I caught it right away when the second interview took place and he said when the reporter asked him if he had any anti-semitic views and he says I cannot be anti-semitic if I know where I come from if you're breaking down what he says in that moment, he's telling you it is impossible for him to be against himself. He's saying he is Semitic. So how can he be anti-Semitic? You see? But they don't want him to say or have people even thinking or identifying that black people could possibly be Hebrew Israelites or the original Jewish people. Now, do you know that they say that... uh, Jewish is not a race of people, but it's actually a cultural thing. It's a religion, right? Coming from Judaism. So you have European Jewish people who you have some of them who are converts and you have some who may be by uh, genealogy. But to say that there can't be black people who are full blood Jewish who have or 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 Hebrews hence the, the documentary Hebrews to uh, Negroes, to tell us who we are or are not, but you cannot be told who you are, that, I think, is the real issue of what this, this whole scenario has been about. And because of that, there's a, a controversy where they don't want to point people in that direction, but by them trying to stop people from analyzing it and diving deeper down the rabbit hole, You've actually brought more scrutiny and attention to it. Had they not said anything or done this behind closed doors, I honestly believe we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. We would still be talking about Brett Favre 
and the fact that that dude, multi-million dollar pro Hall of Fame football player, stole millions of dollars from poor people. That would be the focus. But all of a sudden, now we're on to a different subject because Kyrie decided to share a, a, a link to a documentary that's been out for four years. Mind you, I went back and I started to look on YouTube at the the uh, creator, the author of this uh, docu-series, Ron Dalton Jr., and interviews he was having back then when he was talking about how it, what it took to even put it together. The, the fundraising that it was it was taking and if he could have gotten more and more people at that time to invest $20 and if you had 2,000 people investing $20 the amount of um, time it would have taken to put it together to produce these series would have been a lot shorter but you know God works in his own way in his own time and it's always perfectly coming together right as it should so while four years it seems like it's a long time it really seems to me like just yesterday you know what I mean? So you have a documentary that is being funded, crowdsourced, crowdfunding. The guy's independently producing while he's buying clips and stuff and, and putting the documentary together from other works. So this is another part of the situation that we have to look at. Ronald Dalton Jr. did not um, shoot all of the footage or information in the documentary himself. He bought stock footage and, and clips from other people's works and collated to put it all together you see buying uh what is it royalty free music and all that stuff putting and creating this documentary together but there's no i don't see any objective analysis disproving the factual parts of the documentary it could there be or are there some controversial statements in it probably but the main argument the main point of the documentary is to let people know what their origins are, who they are. And that has not been disproven yet. So we have this situation where we have to address the elephant in the room, which is, are we saying that people do not have a right to find out who they are or possibly what their history has been and have other people telling them that they cannot say or state to the world who they are? So, um, as I was just saying, you know, we are entering this period of time now where we're having this question about, you know, the First Amendment and freedom of speech and if people will have the ability to actually say who they are. Now, um, John, again, welcome back. With regards to this Kyrie situation, I understand that he is supposed to return tomorrow and that will have been him serving basically eight games of suspension where he has lost the equivalent of um four million four hundred and let me make sure i have this right four million four hundred and two thousand four hundred and thirty eight dollars and ninety six cents that is what he has lost in salary over this uh quote-unquote indefinite suspension imposed upon him for simply sharing a tweet and I want to juxtapose that with the fact that you have law enforcement who have murdered people left and right, hand over fist, with impunity, who have not paid a fine that stiff for taking somebody's life. They've actually been paid while they're out. But this man can share a tweet, say nothing, 
and it'll cost him almost five million dollars. What do you What are your thoughts on that? The hypocrisy of American justice knows no bounds. I find it very easy to manipulate, depending on which attorneys and so on and so forth are involved. But even without the law, there are those who have money and they're with power who then try to do their own court system or system of justice or whatever they think is right with whomever they can manipulate and or have control of, which is sorry, sad, and needs to be disabused as soon as possible. I think it's ridiculous that um, Kyrie had to even go through all this nonsense just for posting something, not even saying, not even endorsing anything. I find it outrageous and ridiculous. I don't know what powers that be that in their minds that he needed to be made an example of so therein no other athletes and or entertainers would ever speak against this obviously censored subject which, which has all these horrific uh, consequences. I don't think it should be allowed. I don't think it's right and I don't I wish I knew a way for it to be reversed and for him to get, as a matter of fact, reparations for all the trauma that it's caused upon him. Well, we, we're we're entering those uh, states of uh, trains of thought to see what's going to come about from this. Because um, even if we look at it historically, there have been plenty of films that have been... Uh, exploitive to say the least if not downright uh, denigrating and casting us as a people in a negative light that you've not seen this level of vitriol and uh, animosity and and, uh, energy spent towards to punish somebody who did not even produce the work. Can you imagine if we were to come after let's say you had a, a Caucasian actor or entertainer or, or athlete who would have shared um, what would be a film that would be uh, something on par with that. I want to say Birth of a Nation comes to mind or even something more um, modern in terms of uh, let's see. You had Django Unchained. You had uh What's the other film that Tarantino did? Oh, um, The Hateful Eight. With the gratuitous use of the N-word, every other word in the movie. And I'm not saying that it's not a good film, but every other word in the movie, when it particularly talks about that period of time, the Civil War on, um, is the use of the N-word by almost every single character, including Samuel Jackson's character, who happens to be black. Um, you don't see that level of backlash or call for censorship or apology making, let alone um, uh, financial uh, extraction of, of uh, means as a mean of as a, a means of penance, so to speak. You know, I think they might have had a small uh, backlash towards Tarantino, but it was always like, well, he's it's an art form. He's given a pass for being creative and for speaking to the that that period of time that this was actually the vernacular used and it wasn't considered out of the norm which that we're being historically uh, accurate um, is in a sense true because throughout the history of this country is there ever been a time where the n-word has not been used 
You know what I mean? But monetizing it, making money off of it, uh, promoting it, promoting the negative image of black people, black men in particular, black women also, and our children, all of this. And you don't see this level of backlash. And it speaks to the fact that we are today sorely lacking in leadership or the leadership that has been stripped out from us through assassinations and character assassinations on top has left us with inexperienced youthful generations who are very easily uh, seduced by money and flipped into becoming sellouts such as Charles Barkley and uh, Shaq among many others in uh, in particular in the journalism field or what they call uh, communications right mass media multimedia so we have a lot of work to do to first of all fight for our first amendment rights of freedom of expression freedom to speak our minds and thoughts and i'm not saying that there isn't uh a certain limit what comes with that obviously they're going to say you know you're not promoting hate speech but it becomes a question of who is defining what exactly is hate speech if telling the truth is hate speech then we're pretty much headed for total censorship. None of us is going to be able to speak the truth. You know what I mean? That's that's the the the, the point that I want to wanted to make at the end of the last segment, which is, are we at a point where saying to the world and amongst ourselves who we are is now viewed as hate speech, or uh, pointing out hypocrisy of other people who control media and entertainment industries? Are uh, is that hate speech? You know what I mean? It's more indicative of a larger issue. And as you pointed to, a solution of us owning our own industry and platform so that we don't have to worry about being censored and shut down or having our narrative manipulated by those who have controls over those those particular platforms. That's what we should be focusing on. And I'm so grateful that we actually have this little platform here that can grow organically and can get the word out to amongst others, you know, other people who are like minded. So, you know, I want to thank you for joining me in this uh, episode to, you know, see what it's been going on with regards to Kyrie, because it speaks to a larger issue that is affecting all of us. None of us, no matter how big or small, no matter how popular we are or not popular, is insignificant in the grand scheme of things. If it can happen to one, it can happen to everybody. I think that's the, the main issue. So I want to thank you, Jennifer, for joining me. In this last episode, we'll have to do it again and, um, you know, tackle some more current event issues. Uh, To our listeners, I want to thank you guys for sticking with us and for rejoining us for this latest episode of The World According to Us. Um, Until next time, this has been your man, Steve Jabba, and your lady, your woman, Jennifer Jabba. Thank you. Good night.